everyone, welcome back to Sew Organised Style Podcast. I'm Maria Theharis Orvello Sews. Let's get started with Socialist Tuesday. Sew Organised Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognises the continuing connection to lands, waters and community. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the Elders past, present and emerging. A big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors. The Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to ozsew.org to check out the online workshops, sew-alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. Welcome back to Socialist Tuesday. We've met the Australian editor Chloe Reid and the lead copy editor Anne Blaney. Today we'll hear from Amelia. Amelia is an author for The Socialists. They have written three posts this year and they have a lot to say. So let's meet Amelia. Morning everyone. Welcome back to Socialist Tuesday on the daily series So Organised Style Podcast. I hope you got a lot out of the last chat we had with Amelia. Amelia in part one gave us what to do when you get pronouns wrong. In part two today, Amelia is going to talk us through sewing patterns and making them gender neutral. Thank you so much, Amelia, for coming back onto the podcast. Thanks for having me again. Pleasure. So where do you want to start from today? So last time we talked about pronouns uh, and like sewing well queer, etc. So today I'd like to complain and give you one of my grievances when it comes to sewing patterns. So is this the complaints department and I'm the service officer? <laughs> no, I mean, I generally just vent, generally. I'm here to listen. I'm, I really feel for all the people in the service industry who, who have jobs which are, you know, client-facing, yeah. in customer care. These people are saints because I know I can be a disgruntled shopper and I'm like, all respect to them. Exactly. Patients, I could never do it. But anyway, so. So talk to me. Talk to the listeners. Talk to the listeners. So what I often notice is that sewing is so important to us because it helps us clothe ourselves in the way which empowers us. I'm not just about gender, but many others. So if you're if so is then you can find clothes which are your style and your size, then you can make them yourself or if you have a disability. And obviously if you're also trans, so you can make clothing which fits your gender identity and the way, not just your identity, but the way you want to present. But oftentimes I find that if I go on, maybe I see something cute on somebody and I'm like, okay, I will Google this pattern and see. When I go to the pattern maker website and it's like women's wear and men's wear no reason for this separation to exist. There are current companies I know who are very successful and they don't put gender in their the pattern description. And this pattern making in particular has also dresses in their offering, but um, it's all like say, oh, this women's pattern, I don't know, because anybody can wear a dress. That's right. 
course, it's not like if you identify as a man and you decide to wear a skirt, your skin will crawl. And then because of culture, then clothing has become so gendered. And I mean, the, the problem is twofold. Clothing has become gendered. Clothing color even has become very gendered. And there should not be this distinction. You should be able to wear whatever you want. Because we live in such a gender binary oriented society, then you as a pattern maker should try to make the difference and not gender your clothes, your offering, your parents. Just call them parents and then, I mean... The buyer can decide. I can decide, yes. If I am bodied some way and I want to wear this because I find this cute. Because that really irks me. For me, I really don't feel seen and acknowledged. So I, if I see a pattern which is cute and I see, oh, this is a women's pattern, I, yes. I'm sure this is not the case in the mind of the pattern designer. But what I feel is, okay, so this person doesn't accept me. I mean, this is extreme and I'm sure they're all very nice and know of the struggle of uh, LGBTQI plus people. But this is, you know, the, the emotional reaction I have. Hmm. So gender inclusivity is the way to go, I think, also for parents. So in your experience, if you've seen, let's go down the example of where you've seen a cute dress. Hmm. If you've seen the cute dress and you've seen that it's in a gender category that you're not happy with, will you still buy it and then make the changes or will you just go on to the next pattern and see if that's going to give you what you want? I would write to the pattern maker. You would? I am that person, yes. I would write like, oh, I found this uh, and it's cute, but uh, would you consider making it more gender neutral? I mean, the description making gender neutral because it costs them nothing. They read which is the majority of the work. Actually, like I talked about it with a friend of mine who is a pattern maker and her patterns are very much about uh, flaunting your curves. Mm -hmm. And I've tested many of, I mean, I've tested some of her patterns because, I mean, I like her, so why not? I mean, it just costs me fabric but uh, and time. But So but then I was telling her, like, it's not that I'm accusing you of not being gender inclusive because that's mm -hmm. your brand. You want to flaunt the curves. Just don't make it like this is for women. Anybody should be allowed to flaunt their curves if they want to. Yep, and that's a good approach. Yeah. And so when you've written in about a pattern to a company. Have you ever had a response? No, actually. <laughs> so let's see some responses then, hey. So, uh, I mean, I have the response on the opposite in the sense that I wrote to one pattern maker who is very inclusive in the sense yeah. we don't put any gender on there. These are just patterns. You can do whatever. I also tested for this company and I, actually, yeah, this is LB Textile or LB, I don't know. So I tested the yep shirt and it, which is to date one of my favorite parents ever and I really wrote to Lauren the person behind LB Texas like you know this parent really makes me feel seen because it's unisex also it, it's really supposed to be unisex and which is I don't like this term but I mean for, yeah. for the working example so I can wear it my husband can wear it it's like the same thing and it's I mean it makes me feel seen and she was happy to receive this feedback it's good that you gave her that feedback as well because it gives her something to work from yeah so and she's one of the few who are at this kind of more neutral approach and and, and the company is successful so you know what's up in the others do you have any other patterns that you love making actually i'm big on japanese sewing books 
not so much the ones for women because I think they're all the same and also kind of I don't know they just don't appeal to me in my style and because I'm more on the androgynous spectrum or if I I mean I have one dress one dress pattern which I really love and I made it three times but other than that I'm, I don't really dress that way but anyways I like the men's books. I mean, Japanese men tend to be, on average, more petite. So yes. it's very easy for me to make modifications to fit my body. And especially on the neck area, because my neck is thin and long. So even in when I was sewing a lot of uh, women's patterns, uh, women's shirts. Uh, ah, this is horrible. Women's patterns, women's... I hate this. Anyways, uh um, the neck would always be wrong. Also, my shoulders are very broad. Everything would be wrong, basically. Using patterns drafted for very different bodies from mine. But Japanese, I had a lot of luck, actually. And then, you know, it's always a matter of with everything. You, don't, you can't expect to fit right out of the envelope. So exactly. always modifications to make. To that, I just don't want patterns to rub on my face. This is for a specific gender <laughs> the constant point that you've made is that you pick a style or a pattern that suits what it is you want and who you are yes. and after that it's a matter of making sure that it fits you which is every sewer's dilemma yes exactly so when you see that like they were so used to this dynamic that even i said of oh, women's patterns because this should not exist that we should stop saying women's pattern men's pattern ah I hate it. Dresses, patterns, and button-up. Nah, yeah. Or, I don't know, I'm thinking now, I'm, I'm thinking, for example, shirts with bastards and shirts with no bastards. Okay, yeah, that works. Okay, so the example I had was I made, my husband loves Star Wars. Mm. So I got some Star Wars print fabric. Yes. And I ended up making a shirt for me and a shirt for him. Mm-hmm. And you're right. The difference was making sure that it fitted our bodies. So it just happens that I have boobs and he doesn't. So, you know, darts or no darts. But it basically looked the same. It still had a collar, still had sleeves, and it was still was pretty straight in the fit. It was like a loose fit shirt. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah, so you see no difference. And if you go on free sewing, if you select uh, with, with breasts, uh, the, the only difference made to the pattern is that there are bastards added because, you know, the steric hindrance, to use a scientific term, has to go somewhere. It's the same with pants uh, fitted for somebody who has, uh, well, how can I say, lower hanging fruit. The crotch would be lower. Yes. Actually, I love that. It's so comfortable. Again, it's making sure that you've got a pattern that fits your body and how you want to be seen and how you, how you see yourself. Yes. Is that too general? Well, no, no, that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's the thing. So just don't don't slap a gender on it, and and then everybody can choose. Yeah. Are there any resources that people should be going to online when they first start looking for patterns to suit who they are? Not really. So the recommendation I would give, actually, I was asked this yesterday on Facebook. Oh yeah. Because every time you are maybe not really immersed in a, in my case, in a queer community, you think you're the only ones going through what you're going through. But, but there are plenty of people out there just with similar experience to you. So I generally recommend everybody to look uh, on Instagram. Look on, so for example, I'm, the, I'm a, a fan of the so queer hashtag or 
so binary hashtag because then you can you know you put the hashtags in and you see many other people and what they're making and you yeah. if you find somebody who's who uses patterns you like then you can look at what these patterns are or message them because there is not really the niche online has not been explored yet whereas for things like bra making there is a plethora of resources for many other things but not just binders but also gaffers and everything which involves the trans body to be fair it's still uh, to be explored and catered to going to the hashtag of so queer <laughs> will at least get you to a resource where different people are exploring their options and they might be the options that you want also for inspiration i find it's very helpful to go on uh, websites of i mean clothing retailers specifically cater to a certain demographic among the queer community. For example, I love a wild fang, which is a manufactured catering to presenting androgynous. And you can go there and you see different things on different bodies and you can get inspiration. Put it on your mood board and then go searching for a pattern. I find it very helpful when you put maybe your inspo picture online and you're like, can you see the pattern like this? OMG, help me. Because you know, you will not never be able to know all the patterns all at once during the universe, but maybe somebody will see it and they will know exactly which pattern to recommend you. So that's an option also. The important thing there is that if you can't find something and you put a question up someone may come back to you with a lead and eventually you'll find what you need and that's the good thing about the online community is that there's a lot of people out there who are willing to help yeah exactly i mean your mileage may, may vary like giving people the benefit of the doubt is like my mantra so i try to take the positivity and none of the negativity there are not really a lot of resources out there so yeah so you have to make them your own. Even this thing on the binders, like I had to make it because there is nothing. And of course, I'm not an expert, you know, small incremental steps. So what you've been able to give people is your starting point and where you've gone to and what you've learned. And I think that's one of the things that people really gain from following sewers who are trying to find what works for them. Mm. And the fact that you've shared your journey in a binder that works for you is invaluable. Oh, I'm glad. Thank you. That's exactly what I wanted. Yeah, not just not make a binder for me, but like, I mean, you know, same pattern, different fabrics and what you should keep in mind. And I would really have somebody else with maybe much larger breasts to try. Hmm. Because I mean, my, my breasts are not small, but they're not huge either. Kind of easier to conceal, but I already have trouble concealing that, so I can only imagine somebody who has larger breasts. So that would be really helpful for everybody. <laughs> for others who are in the same boat yeah. and are going through the same experience. Yes. Thank you, Amelia, for letting us into your gorgeous day, into your gorgeous life, and your gorgeous knowledge. <laughs> Thank you. This was gorgeous. Have a lovely day, listeners. So Organised Style was produced by me, Maria Theoharis, with permission of Amelia, sound by bensound.com. You can subscribe to So Organised Style podcast, spelt with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Libsyn, our podcast distributor. Post any questions or podcast suggestions you have on our podcast Instagram account or on our Facebook page. 
We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.